Hola, hello, hi, bienvenido, and welcome back, or welcome to Mentors Today. Everybody in the audience who loves and misses Ileana, this is just my chance to remind everybody she's still on sabbatical. We'll be super stoked when she gets back with us, but she's enjoying taking care of her work and some personal stuff in Guadalajara this spring. So we will see her soon. Anyways, I am really excited to get into our guest today. It's someone who I have been fortunate enough to establish a bit of a working mentor friendship relationship with recently. An exciting, really talented entrepreneur from Argentina, which everybody who listens to the show and anybody who's met me over the last six years knows I hide no lost love for my favorite country and favorite city in Latin America, which is Argentina and Buenos Aires. So I'm super excited to talk to someone from Argentina today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Sabrina Castelli. And Sabrina is the founder CEO of Mujer Financiera. Sabrina is a professional who has more than a dozen years of professional experience in multinational companies. She was able to develop a business vision for this company, which she applies to the design, the development, the marketing of products and services offered throughout her career. She has brought all those experiences here to Mujer Financiera. Um, she is by education and trade, let's say, an accountant with a Bachelor of Business Administration from the University of Buenos Aires. During her first year as a professional, she worked in the areas of auditing, finance, financial planning for a number of different multinational companies and investment banks. And she continued and expanded her professional skills into the world of marketing and business development and sales, which is what had then made her a very successful regional sales manager and has worked throughout Latin America from Argentina, Chile, Peru, Ecuador, Venezuela, Panama, and Mexico. In the last three years of her career, she worked as a commercial and business development director for a digital marketing agency. And what we're really gonna dive in today is what her and her team has done with Mujer Financiera. It's a startup that aims to generate financial inclusion, education around finance and financial management for women throughout Latin America. She's combined her passion for finance, marketing, technology, and helping other people, I will say that. She's collaborated in a number of different financial education projects with large companies. Financial Women was one of the seven projects selected by the Ministry of Production to access the 2019 Impact Seed Fund and also developed an application called Felicity, which was chosen as the most innovative solution in Latin America in the financial inclusion category at the Fino Summit in Mexico 2019. Sabrina, my friend, welcome to Mentors Today. Hello. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. Hello, hola. <laughs> exactly. You can you can Spanish, Spanglish, English your way through this. Okay. How are you today? It's Friday evening in Buenos Aires right now? Yes, it's Friday evening. I am good. I am very happy to be here. I am very happy to be on Mexico on Mexico the next week. So I am prepared all that. Here comes here we come. Here comes Mexico. And I think I, I thought I noticed something the other day. Are you attending an event sometime soon or is Mujer Financiera attending an event sometime soon in Miami? Um, yes, probably we are going to be there in some events that is for female entrepreneurs. Yeah, because there's a lot of financial slash fintech stuff going on yes. in Miami right now. Awesome. It's not super common in Latin America for people to become entrepreneurs. It's not super common in Latin America for young women to become entrepreneurs, um, right? The, most, the more typical track is graduate, get a great job with a good company, get great benefits. You know, your parents can brag about what a cool company you work for and you do that for your life. But you are still a young woman and now obviously are a crazy successful entrepreneur already. So I'm curious, like, were you, did you grow up in a household of entrepreneurs? Were there business people in your family? Like, were you exposed to this when you were young? Or was this just a path that presented itself as you went through your professional, uh, your early professional career? 
Yes, no, my family is not a business family or it's not working in the entrepreneurship world. I think that the entrepreneurship life find me in some moment of my life. And when I discover I fall in love of this way of thinking and of this way to build companies. Um, at the beginning, I believe that the, at the university in general, you receive education about how to manage big companies. You don't receive education about how to create your own company. See. I mean, I see that in the last 10 years, maybe now it's started to change that, but I was educated to work for someone else. So for me, the success when I was young, it was like to work in this big company and to be a sales manager or to be a director of this company. But I have the, a really good professional career and I be there as a sales manager at very young age. I was just only... 26 years old when I was like more than 60 people in church. So in that moment, I start to think about this is not the success for me. I am not happy with this, but I don't know what I want. <laughs> I was going to say, so here you are in your mid 20s. And by every other estimate, anybody looking in would say, wow, she's terrifically successful. Yes. And I'm sure you were because you're in sales. So I'm sure you were doing pretty well financially. Like, yeah. so you had, you had all, you were a manager, a boss, you had employee, like, so you had all the right ingredients and yet it didn't feel right to you. Yes. It didn't feel with me. So in that moment, I decided that I don't want to keep working on these big companies. So I'm going to go to work to a small, medium company in order to understand what happened there. So I think in that moment, when I start to work in this small agency in Buenos Aires, I start to discover how the founder of the agency start to create their own business. And in that moment, I discovered that everyone could create a business if you want to create one. Ah, okay. So that was the first insight that I had in my life when I discovered, oh, this is possible. After that moment, I start to listen a lot of podcasts and I start to study a lot about how is to be an entrepreneur. Because I was curious about that. When I discovered that, I, I discovered that that is the thing that I, I want to be. <laughs> and I think that that desire start to, to unite with my idea of create Mujer Financiera. So before that, for me, Mujer Financiera was a hobby. After that, I decided that Mujer Financiera could be a business that I could start without nothing. But it will be possible for me because our people making the same. Wow. Okay. So now I'm going to tie back to the family question in a slightly different way. So when you came through this kind of revelation, right, in your in your personal thinking, and you're still a young woman, and you went to your family and said, hey, hey, okay, so I'm going to leave that small agency that I already went to after I left that big company. And now I'm going to start my own company. Remember that hobby thing I'm always talking about? Like, I'm going to turn that into my business. That's how I'm going to make a living. Did your parents or your brothers or sisters or cousins look at you and think you were crazy or were, or were they very excited? No, they, they believed that I was crazy. Yeah. Like why <laughs> you all the time need new things. That is what, one of the phrases that my mother all the time say. But the funny thing is when I decided to leave my job to start to join Mujer Financiera like, like a full-time life, like three months after that, it was my birthday. I remember that my mother came to my home with a quantity of money that it was very small, but what's the money that I need to start to register the brand? Oh, wow. Yes, and she told me, if you believe in this, we are going to believe in this. So this is the way that we want to help you. Wow, that's that's an awesome story. And I mean, boy, as we start to talk more about Mujer Financiera, 
talk about like a woman empowering a woman with a, with a, with a little bit of savings that was set aside somewhere. Right. Yes. I mean, so in some ways your own origin story and the, and those conversations with your mom are representative in some ways of the broader work that move here financiera exists to do to help other women and other moms with another daughter. Yes. Wow. So, okay. So we, we take Muhir Financiera from hobby to like wild, hot, fast growing startup that it is now. So tell us about that. I know you have a partner, Mercedes de Bejeneta. And so I want to know, I always want to know, like when we met initially, I always say like, why you, why this, right? Why now? And why should anybody care? So like, how, what's the story between you and Mercedes? Like, how did you meet? And then how did you decide to do this together? Well, I started to think in Mujer Financiera like 10 years ago when I started to understand what happened with the financial education system in general. I mean, why at the university we didn't receive financial education? Why at the school we didn't receive that? I started to think about that because the story of my family. When I was nine years old, my father passed away in an accident. So it was a really hard moment when I discovered that my mother at that moment, she was a housewife, so she didn't have a bank account or nothing related with that. So financial education, never. A bank account, never, because all the things about money was managed by my dad. So at that moment, I discovered how important was that a woman have access to all this product because in that moment, make all the difference for the family. After that, five years later, in the biggest economic crisis in my country. I live in Argentina and we have a really big financial crisis all the time. We have a really big crisis where the bank decides not to give back the savings to their clients. So my family lost all our savings. This was like a second stage in my life. I was like 12 years old, but I see all the problem that that generates in my family. And I start to think, I need to know how finance works because I don't want to be in this situation again never in my life. So I started the journey to study financial education. I studied business administration. Then I studied accountant. And I think that I have luck because my first job was to be an audit of financial banking or financial institutions here in Argentina. I mean, you were almost like, I don't think anybody has ever said this in the history of mankind, but you, like, you were almost destined to be, be an accountant. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? I mean, no one, everybody is destined to be something else, but like, and not many people are destined to be an accountant, but you may have been one. Yes, yes, because my first job with 20 years old to work in a investment bank in order to make audits. When you make audits, you start to talk with every director of the financial bank in order to understand how they work, where the things that they use to the back office of the bank and things like that. So there I start to learn a lot about financial services. And one of the things that is most impact for me was that when I start to talk with these financial directors of these big banks, and we start to talk about what happened in the crisis with your savings. How do you think about that? And they start to talk to me in a very simple way, like, I don't have that problem because I have my savings in different financial products. They were talking about diversification, something that in the investment world is very common, but for the common people, it's not very common. So in that moment, I discovered that that kind of knowledge was the problem why my family lose all their money. And I start to think what happened is this knowledge will be simple and accessible for every woman, for every family. And there is when my story with Mujer Financiera starts. I start to 
want to discover what happened with this content, how the people could have access to this financial education at the beginning for me, and then to share this content with our people. In that journey, I keep growing in my professional life. I go to work with this small agency and I meet Mercedes, my co-founder there. We work together because Mercedes was like head of UX of this agency and I was sales director. So my job was to work with these big companies as American Express or Santander Rio. And this company need to create new digital products. So they come with us and we start to run this process like design thinking in order to understand what was the problem of these banks and what will be the that we need to build. In that process, we worked very close with Mercedes because I was like the project manager of the, of the process and Mercedes was the expert analyst and she was uh, talking with the users and uh, understanding the need of the user of the bank and things like that. And in that moment, I started to talk to Mercedes about my idea and the funny thing was that Mercedes didn't believe that this could be a good idea or that this idea could have a really big market. Why? Because she came from a family where her mother was the person who managed all the money in her family. Ah, interesting. So she started to tell me, this is not possible because the thing that you are saying that the women need access to financial education for me is not true because I kept saving. I understand everything about financial. Right. And I learned all of this because of my mother. She was like a like an exception unicorn in the in the experience of the average yes. era in Argentina, right? And here and you were on the other more representative side. And, and yet the two of you are like, wait a minute, there's something. And she's like, I don't, I don't see the need. Like, I don't see it's a problem. It's, like, it's, it's the classic, like, you're like, I'm solving my own problem. And she's like, I don't see it's a problem. Interesting. And the funny thing that is that I need like one year and a half to convince them that this was a really, this was a really big problem. Let's, but let's, let, hold on. Let's dive into that for a second. Cause that's it. I mean, first of all, like you're persistent. I love that. Right. But and, and you're, you're a firm believer in what you saw to be true was true. But let's, let's talk about that for a second. How, and it's not just Mercedes we're picking up, but just like, let's call it the skeptic or the person who didn't understand or didn't see it. How, how, how over time were you able to help her or anybody to like kind of come around to appreciate an experience with money that was different than their own? Well, one of the things was that Mercedes, in the middle of that process, she has the opportunity to go to work in another agency, and this was a really big international agency. In this work, she received the opportunity to go to work to Brazil in order to create a fintech for seven countries, from Brazil to other countries to Latin America. So it was a really big project. Of course, it was a really big opportunity for her. So she told me, okay, I love to work with you, Mujer Financiera, well, I am not sure, but I have this opportunity. Let me go to this opportunity to understand how this works. And after that, we are going to talk. Okay. I say, okay, it's okay. So I start to ask questions to her, like, Mercedes, could you please help me with these screens? Could you please help me with this? Could you please create a prototype for me in order that I can go to show this prototype to potential users? And she started to help me because we were like friends. So she said, okay, this is just for you. And I remember that I, I have the prototype of my app in a paper and I go to a Starbucks near to my home and I start to see every woman that was sitting alone and I go there and say, Hi, hello, I am Tarina. I am creating this product for women. What do you think? And I show the, the paper. Wow. And in that moment, I start to put my cell phone in order to, to record all the conversation. By the way, you, you are clearly a talented salesperson. 
<laughs> Imagine these women that see these strange women came in to say, hi, I want to talk with you. Right. <laughs> and, and hold on, I want to demo my app, but my app isn't on my phone yet. It's just on this piece of paper. I want to show you how this is going to work. And I send all this record of this conversation with these women to Mercedes. So Mercedes, that is a UX person, and she's very in love to talk with users, start to listen what these women was saying. And in all the cases, the women say, this is amazing, I need this. So when she started to see that, she started to fall in love with this idea and start to discover that this was really a need in the market. And the, the funny thing is that in the project that she was working in Brazil that has a lot of millions of budget and a lot of teams and everything that you want to work, didn't have users. And they have the problem, oh. <laughs> yes, that they didn't have users. And for a person that works in user experience, you need users to understand how your product works. And, and in her side projector with her Amiga's hobby, she's literally sitting at night going, wait a minute, I'm listening to like user interview after user interview after user interview. And these women are crying out for this need to be solved. Yes. And I'm over here in my day job with this big budget and this huge brand, and we don't even have any users yet. Okay. So the real, so the part of the real answer is your hustle and your determination and your creativity helped bring her along. But the real thing that brought her along was just literally listening to the stories of your now users and members of your community but prospective users at that time. She was just, she got to listen to other people who had, again, a different experience than she did. What an amazing story. Yes, that was the way that she fell in love to Mujer Financiera with this challenge. And she decided to, to come to, to work with me. And when she decided to come, I say, you need to be my co-founder. I need that you be my co-founder because you understand everything about product and technology. Um, because you understand all our story because in that time she was seeing all the progress that I was having at that moment. So when she came with us, it was really amazing for me because I started to have this partner to, to talk and to share all our experience and just start to think how to build this in the future. Yeah. So, so let's do this. Let's go up a level here a couple and stop and just do the kind of the commercial for Mujer Financier. So let's tell the audience exactly what it is, exactly what it does. What is Mujer Financiera and why should people care? Okay, Mujer Financiera is a finance education platform that helps women to access financial education to take the best financial decision for themselves and for the wellness of their families. That is what we build. Um, in this platform, the most important thing that we see is that the women that came to us and start to do our courses they start to save in the first time for their life after access to our content. So we have validated that the women that didn't have saving is not because they don't want to have saving, it's just because they don't know how to manage their money and how to have these big of these good decisions with their money. Yeah, so, so just to be clear, they come to you as initial users, members of the community with no exposure and therefore and no savings. And then you, you, you consistently have seen over time that they, as their members or as they grow through it, they suddenly start to create savings because they understand how to. Yes, because wow. we have this financial education academy and then we create a finance personal app where the women can put their income, their expenses and their savings. And with this information, we can understand how our financial content is helping these women. That's amazing. So from start to now, how many how many women are involved? How many have we helped? How many are subscribers? However you describe it. 
Yes, well, we start our strategy creating community on social media because at the beginning it was the most cheaper and it was the thing that we can do at that moment. <laughs> and this was very success because actually we have a community of more than 500,000 of women from different countries around Latin America. And in our app, we have more than 100,000 of users. And these users, we have like 42 Zero, zero. That is, will be the number. Yep, 4,200. Yep. Yes, 4,200. There is. Well, we have 4,200 of active users in our app. I think that the most important thing is we start this company with just with just $10 when we buy it. No, I mean, that's right. That And also some context. I, I forgot to mention this because you and I know this. Tell everybody when you start, like when you actually started the company, like when you really started focusing on it, how recently? I started to focus on this as a company in the end of 2019. Yeah. So hello, everybody in the audience. Like, Everything she just described, the numbers of followers on social, the numbers of women in the community, the numbers of subscribers, all that has happened basically in the last two and a half, three years. Yes. Uh, and the, during, a, during a pandemic. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, I think that, of course, it's important is the revenue, no? because a business without revenue is a hobby. And in this case, we decided to create a business in order to keep growing and to keep helping more women. And in, in the last year, we have more than 500000 of dollars in revenue by selling courses for these women. So this helped us a lot to grow by bootstrapping without to go to the VC, without to have to make all that process at the beginning. Of course, then when we started to, to grow, we decided to, to go to find really good investors that help us to scale. But it was a really big opportunity for us to learn a lot about our user, our product, how to build this, how to scale. Because when you don't have nothing, you have to be very creative in order to, to grow. So, yes. And I, I, I have to compliment you, um, specifically you, and I, I haven't said this to you since we've met, but I say this very often in public and in speeches throughout Latin America. I don't know what it is for, for some reason, historically, culturally, but Argentinians are the most prepared slash best salespeople, like professional sell sellers of any entrepreneurial culture that I've met in Latin America. And that, I don't mean offense to any of our other beloved countries in Latin America that I love, but like for whatever reason, there's something in the historic, where we came from, my immigration patterns, roots, like I, the combination of circumstances. But I always say that the first instinct of an Argentinian entrepreneur, and you are a living example of this now that I've heard the rest of the story, the first instinct of every Argentinian entrepreneur that I have ever met in the last six years, which is well over a thousand is where do I go sell something? Like, so where there are some other countries. And by the way, I put um, the United States in this mix as well in the Americas. Like there are a lot of entrepreneurs whose first instinct is like, you know, where do I go sit behind my computer? How do I just play with social media? How do I build a website? How do I, you know, tweak our SEO? Uh, but an Argentinian founder, like 90% of the time in my experience is, is going to do exactly what you did, which is take the scrappy piece of paper with the outline of your vision on it go plant yourself at a Starbucks or a bar and just start talking to people who might potentially buy what you're selling. And that's an incredible, uh, it's an incredibly unique thing that I see in like one particular country, but I love that you basically just validated my theory. Yes, I think it's the way that when you believe an idea and, and you want to, to validate this idea in order to keep building. Now, one of the important things is I am, very, I am a very nerd person. I study a lot, I love to learn. Um, before to start with Mujer Financiera as a company, I read a lot about how was this to validate an idea. So I was clear that I need to go to that process in a very 
cheaper way <laughs> in order to understand if this is what's possible or not. So I think that that helped me. But of course, you need to have some kind of attitude <laughs> to go to all this process. In the middle, a lot of things go bad and I keep working at the same time. So it's like when you have this idea, nothing more is important and you want to believe on that and you want to build that. No, it's, it's very, it, it is very, um, I've said this throughout my own entrepreneurial career, which is like 20 some odd years now, it's very clarifying. Like when you become fixated on something that you believe is possible, and then when you get just a hint of validation from the market, from the users, then it's like a, the American English phrase would be like, it's like a dog and a bone. Right. It's just, it's like determined and just unstoppable and just very focused. That's incredible. Okay. So we, we, now we understand the, what the company is and boy, we really know why you're doing it and why you're so passionate about it. What's, what's the next step? What's coming? Like what is, talk to us about the expansion plans for the company. What do you think the company, like in your dream, not the, don't be super practical and like conservative, but like in your crazy dream, what would the company look like 10 years from now? And then what are the next steps that, that start to get you there? Well, in my dreams, I all the time say that I want to build like the Spotify for personal finance for women. Why I choose Spotify? Because I believe that Spotify has this power to be in all the cell phone of, of the people. <laughs> no. um, I would love that because my vision is that a woman need to have that place when they can find all the questions about the, their financials things that they need to resolve, no? because women have a lot of work with the house, with the children, with their work, with everything around that. The money is something that is very powerful when you have the money that you need to help your family. So I believe that our vision is to, to make this accessible for every woman in Latin America. The education is just the beginning for me, because in the future, we want to build financial products for women but understanding the needs of these women and the product that we need to build is that product that's helping women to have savings because the savings change the life of the people. When you have savings, you have freedom, you, you can choose, you have opportunity, you can invest in healthy, in education. And this is the base of have this equality in the world. I mean, if everyone has healthy and education and everyone will be in a better way. Yeah. So, so, so you don't, you don't want to just wake up like a year from now and all of a sudden just try and be like, oh, we're a fintech that, you know, gives you like a corporate bank card, like every other fintech in Latin America right now. Yes. Right. Like you, your, your foundation is no, we've got to foundationally, no matter what else we expand into eventually over time, we have to expand this basic product that we do to ensure that women can create savings, period. And if we do that, then there's a limitless number of financial products and services that we can offer those women to help them better their lives. Yes, yes. In fact, my, my hypothesis when I started the company was that to have real financial inclusion for women, you need to start with education. So my vision is that if we can solve the financial education, after that, we can create the financial product for them. Yeah, awesome. So is this just a problem in Argentina? Is it a problem in Mexico? Is it the same problem in Chile? Is it potentially the same problem in Texas or California? Like, what, what, what are we thinking about the expansion opportunity? Well, actually, in Latin America, only 51% of women have access to a bank account. But the most painful number around that is that these women that have access to a bank account, that is only the 50%, 
only one in 10 women have savings in the financial system. Okay, so, so 50% have access, but then only 10% of that 50% yes. actually have any kind of money in this system. Wow. Where is their where is their money? Like under the mattress in the in the cookie jar, like or their or 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 in the control of their husband or their partner. No, we we know that uh, in general, fifty percent of the women that have saving in general they have the saving in their houses because they don't feel confidence about to put their money in some banks or or companies like that. So we have to work a lot about education around that to understand what is important to have your savings in in bank accounts. And what are the benefits that you can receive because of that? But their percentage of women that didn't have uh, savings is because they don't have the education to manage their income in a, a good way. So they need to learn, for example, how to create a budget, a familiar budget, how to understand, for example, now the inflation, that is something that is part of every economy actually. That is our challenge now, how to help the women that need access to financial education to understand their own finance and then start to have these better financial decisions. And in their hand, how to help the women that already have saving, but they don't trust in the banks and they need to understand how the financial product works in order to start to use the financial product. See, and clearly you just answered my one of my prior questions in that answer, because those women that need that assistance at both levels exist everywhere in the Americas. Period. Yes, and I think that the most important thing that we can build is that add to all these women to the financial market. Imagine that 50% of the population of Latin America start to use financial products. I mean, like just literally, like, right? I mean, just untapped numbers of, of market opportunities and capital that's released into the economy. Today, I'm talking to you in Buenos Aires, and I'm here in Los Angeles, and 49% of the population of Los Angeles is Latino, Spanish-speaking people, which means 50% of those people, those Latinos that live here in my city are women. And so I would bet that there's a significant portion of those women here in South Latinos who still are undereducated and under-informed when it comes to their money and aren't making as good a decisions as they could if they had a tool like yours in their pocket. Yes, what is our next step is to go to Mexico and... After that, our next market would be the Latinas living in USA. See, no, very natural progression. That's exciting. Um, we talked a little bit in the beginning just about the, the roots of Mujer Financiera in your own personal family story. And, and part of that personal family story was what it was because you lived in Argentina and the crazy financial instability of Argentina over the last 40 years, every like eight to nine years, it seems. What's it been like? As a first-time entrepreneur, what's it been like building a company from Argentina? Has it been more difficult, do you think? Is there, Are there more unique challenges and problems because you're building in Argentina? Or is it no different than challenges that any first-time entrepreneur faces? To be the first-time entrepreneur is hard in every country in general. When you have your second company, of course, you have more knowledge, so it's more easy. And especially in Argentina, we have a lot of things that are very hard with the regulation, with the political decisions, with the economic decisions that change the rules of the market all the time. So in the bad things about that is that, yes, it's hard because you need to have a lot of advisors, financial advisors, accountants, lawyers all the time. In fact, I suppose that 
Argentine entrepreneurs have to waste like 20% of the time talking with the advisors because of that. But the good things in this is that if you can scale and create a company with all these complicated things, after that, go to our country will be more easy for you because you can believe that some things are more established in our markets. I would agree with that assessment. And my experience is since 2017 is that if you can build a company, a stable company growing with revenue of customers and understand a market in Argentina, you can succeed anywhere else in the Americas, in my humble opinion. And then when you add that to the fact of what I previously said, that I believe that for whatever reason, you Argentinians are just natural salespeople, that, that helps you immensely, right? That's, uh, that's awesome. We're going to go to the last section here. Uh, you get to be our mentor for the day. So you get to now mentor and give advice to all the other people that are listening to us. So three pieces of advice to any part of the audience that's listening. Um, they can be lessons that you've learned that, that you live by, or they can just be three pieces of advice to entrepreneurs or whatever it is you like. Let's just share some wisdom. Uh, well, I, I can share three learnings that I have in this journey as an entrepreneur. Um, the first one is that I understand that when you are an entrepreneur, networking is a game. Okay, networking is a game. It's a game or it's the king. Oh, the key. Sorry. Okay, the key. Sorry. Yes, because a lot of things are going to be hard, but if you know the right person to make the right questions, you are going to find a solution to your problem. So I think that networking is very important for your growth as a person and for your role as a professional or as an entrepreneur. The second advice will be always learning. I am that type of person that all the time wants to learn something new. And I have this habit to read every day, 15 minutes. And this helped me a lot because I am reading one book per month because just with that, with 15 minutes per day. Interesting. Well, I think you said earlier you're a nerd. So, (laughs) And the third one will be like, Enjoy the journey. It's something that it's hard for me because the entrepreneurs are all the time thinking about the next step. But I, I am learning about that, how to, how to start to enjoy every stage that we can go through. I find that the yoga or the mindfulness is very helpful on that because this kind of therapy or whatever you want to call help you to be present in the present and to understand the things that you have at that moment and not seeing what happened in the past and not seeing what happened in the future. Just enjoying, for example, this conversation. I'm here just talking with you, not thinking about nothing more. And this is a way to enjoy and to save these moments in your, in your heart or in your mind. And I think this is very important in this journey because you have a lot of good moments and a lot of bad moments. But the funny thing about all that is to enjoy every moment. That's wonderful. That, that is legitimately wonderful advice and terrific advice on a Friday afternoon. It's, and, I, and I can tell you, I'll compliment you on something about that specific point is I've said you are young a few times. You're not that young, but you're also not as old as I am. And I will tell you, it took me until probably my middle to later 40s, and I'm now almost 54, to wow. really to really come to that realization that you already have, right? So so no matter what happens with Mujer Financiera, good, bad, all the things that you won't be able to control over the next five to 10 years of your life in this business pursuit, if you already have these basic fundamentals, networking, so building relationships, right? 
staying present, as you just said, using tools to stay present, educating yourself and always learning. I mean, to have those as your basic principles at your age and stage in life is going to serve you uh, very, very well. So, so you should be very, very proud of yourself. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you, Sabrina, for just spending some time with me and twisting a different part of our relationship now. Um, So we've taken our relationship to another level here. We're now podcast friends as well as mentor mentee. Um, so yeah. I love that. Let's we, we always love to make sure that everybody in our audience can find you and connect with you. And I didn't say this before, but hey, audience, guess what? She's kind of a famous social media person. So she's got she's kind of I think she's kind of famous on Instagram. And so 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 let's go find her. So how can people find you and connect with you and the company? Yes, we are very active on Instagram and you can find us arroba mujer financiera. Um, then you can find myself in Instagram too, arroba Sabri Castelli. On Twitter, of course, too, arroba Sabri Castelli and arroba Mujer Financiera. Awesome. And if you if you remember earlier, folks, she said she's coming to Mexico soon and she's going to be kind of doing a tour of Mexico. So any of our listeners in Mexico, uh, you want to reach out to me or to her and offer to meet her or visit with her or help her try and figure out the Mexican market and meet with the women of the country. I'm sure she would be grateful for that over this summer and we'd be happy to facilitate it. So Sabrina, happy Friday to you. So thankful for you spending some time. You know this already, but I'm going to say it publicly on the record. I think what you're doing, both you and Mercedes are doing with uh, Mujer Financiera is incredibly important. Uh, Not just that I think it's cool, but I think it's incredibly important. And I think the fact that it is incredibly important in the lives of 50% of the world's population means that it is really cool. And I, I just know that you're going to have all the success that you two want to have. And those of us who are around you are really excited to support you and help you achieve that success. So keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for your time, for your support, uh, and for being there for us. No, it's my pleasure. As always, we thank you so much for listening. Today's show was recorded in Los Angeles and Guadalajara, produced by Deanna Bernal in Mexico City, and promoted by the content team at Growth Hacks in Tijuana, Mexico. You can always find and share our show via any popular podcasting platform, as well as find us on social media at Mentors Today on Instagram. If you'd like to connect with our hosts, you can find them on Twitter or Instagram at I am Rob Ryan or at Ileana JAF. Gracias, thank you, and we'll see you next time.